Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Join my VIP program. Join today. Speak English powerfully. Speak English fluently. Speak English confidently. Think. Think. Think in English. Join my VIP program today. Join at EffortlessEnglishClub.com EffortlessEnglishClub.com Dot com. Join today. It's a Monday today in Japan. But it's a holiday, so very busy today in the city. Lots of people walking around. Walking around. I have chosen our next book for the book club. Not a few one a few I was considering. I was I thought about maybe uh, Dale Carnegie book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I thought about The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. thought about The Old Man and the Sea. And the Sea. But finally decided on The Alchemist. The Alchemist will be our next book. Not this weekend. Going to take a break this weekend. So no book club this coming weekend. Next weekend. But when we do start our next book, it will be The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. He is Brazilian. Paulo Coelho is Brazilian. So the writer is Brazilian. Now this book was originally written in Portuguese but there's a very good English translation and uh, this book in fact the English version of the book was a big big bestseller in the United States a very very big successful popular book The Alchemist now luckily uh, you know translating from Portuguese to English is fairly easy to do. Usually the translations are quite uh, quite easy because the two languages are fairly close together. Obviously, as languages become farther apart, the translations can become more and more difficult to, for them to be good, but modern Portuguese to modern English is not bad. And as I said, the English version of the book is well written, well translated, and was very popular. So we'll be doing that one, The Alchemist. Get the book. I recommend. Buy the book. Get the, get the e-book, The Alchemist, by Paulo Coelho. What's this book about? This is a fiction book. It's fiction. It's a specific kind of story called a parable. A parable. A parable is a story that is very uh, symbolic. 
right? It means, uh, you know, most stories do have symbolism, right? There's symbols in the story, you know, hidden meanings or, or deeper meanings in most stories, of course. But a parable, very specifically, uh, has strong, strong symbols. Really, almost everything in the story is a symbol for something deeper. This is a spiritual parable. So this is the story about a spiritual journey. There's the main character's name is Santiago. Spanish name. The main character is on a journey, searching, searching, searching. Now, at the surface of the story, Santiago's searching for a treasure, for gold, right? money. But, of course... The real journey, the real search, the real story is something much deeper, more internal, more spiritual. So that's what we will read and what's what we'll learn about. We'll read and learn and discuss Paulo Coelho's ideas about this topic, about your own spiritual journey, your own spiritual search, your search for meaning, your search for purpose, your search for truth. Because that's really the the deeper story of The Alchemist. It's a nice book. I, I haven't read it. In, it's, it was, I read it a long time ago. So I, I honestly don't remember the details. But I do remember it was good. Now one interesting thing about Paulo Coelho, which I find very interesting... Because it's, I have a personal connection uh, with him a little bit. Is that Paulo Coelho? Um, he did the Camino de Santiago. He walked the Camino de Santiago, right? That pilgrimage in Spain. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's why the character in The Alchemist is named Santiago. I'm guessing it's it's a little bit of a kind of a reference to a connection to the Camino de Santiago. And what's interesting when you read about Paulo Coelho and his story is that, you know, he was living his life and um, you know, he was he had a pretty good life. Was doing well. But he had a dream to be a writer. He really from from a young age he dreamed of being a writer but his parents really really did not like that idea in fact his parents really uh, d- were quite unkind to him quite mean they they did some kind of bad things to him uh, because he wanted to be a writer but his his parents hated that idea they, his dad, I think, was an engineer. They wanted him to be a, a lawyer, I think it was. So when he tried to to be different, he wanted to be a. He talked to them about being a writer. They they were very upset, very angry. So he, you know, he kind of suffered a bit uh, in in his young his young adult years, his teenage and young adult years, because of this. And then around the time of age forty, four zero. He walked the Camino de Santiago. He did the pilgrimage of the Camino de Santiago. 
and he followed the same path I did. He started in um, Saint-Jean, uh, over in France, across the border, and then walked from Saint-Jean to Santiago. Now he did it, Paulo Coelho did this, uh, very much as a religious pilgrimage, because uh, Paulo Coelho's Christian, and so for him this was uh, a, a, a very religious pilgrimage. And what's interesting is that this pilgrimage had a powerful, powerful effect on him, right? It, it, he had a huge change, you know, he suddenly kind of woke up. It was a powerful spiritual experience for him walking the Camino de Santiago doing that pilgrimage and it's kind of like he kind of woke up and he realized uh, several things about his life while he was doing the pilgrimage and so when he finished the pilgrimage he decided uh, uh, no more waiting no more fear no more worry I uh, dreamed of being a writer and I'm going to finally do it I'm, I'm going to do it right because he, he you know like like you, like me, like many of us, he, he, he had all these excuses, all these reasons that he, 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 he had this big dream of being a writer, but he didn't do it, he didn't do it, he didn't do it, he didn't do it. You know, and all the way, and he was, you know, he's middle-aged, he's 40, 41 years old, still not a writer, still never even tried, really. And so finally, he did the Camino, it, had, it was a powerful experience, and he, when he finished, he decided... Okay, enough. I have to try for my dream. I will be a writer. And then he wrote, he started writing. He wrote a book. His first book was about the Camino, actually. It's called The Pilgrimage. Um, I'm not sure how... It's, it, it's popular now. I, I think when he published it, it, it was not a huge success. And then he wrote The Alchemist. The Alchemist was his uh, second main book, I think. He might have written some other small things before, but he wrote The Alchemist. Again, in, in the beginning, The Alchemist was not a big success. His first publisher in Brazil dropped the book. So, you know, they published it. It did not sell much. So then they, they dropped it. They dropped his contract. So then he had to look around, look around again. He found another publisher again in Brazil they p published his book it started to sell a little bit and then a little more and then a little more some word of mouth people talking about it and then gradually it sold more and more and more and more it became more and more popular in Brazil the Portuguese version and then an American an American uh, visiting in visiting Brazil. There was an American visiting Brazil, who I guess could reach could could read Portuguese, and uh, read his book, read The Alchemist, the original one in Brazil, and said, "Oh, this is a great book. This is amazing." And I guess this American had some connections to publishing. So this American went back to America and said, oh, we've, we have to publish this book in English. And, you know, this is a bit of good luck, actually. And so a publisher in America published his book in English. 
And again, kind of the same um, pattern happened in America. First, it didn't sell much. Then it sold a little bit. Then a little more. Then a little more. Then a little more started growing, growing. More and more people hearing about it. And then finally, uh, a few kind of famous people started uh, finding his book. They read The Alchemist, and they really liked it, and they started talking about it. It's kind of some celebrities. Like a ra- there's one radio host named Rush Limbaugh read it and liked it. He talked about it. And then I think uh, uh, President Clinton at the time uh, read his book and, and, and mentioned the book. And so suddenly, boom, it became huge in America, sold lots and lots and lots and lots of copies. And, you know, his dream, he realized his dream. He lived his dream. He became a huge, big, successful professional writer. And after The Alchemist, he became a full-time writer after that. That became his, his main job, his main career, writer. So he did it. He accomplished his dream. And, you know, this was when he was in his 40s. So I find that to be a very inspiring uh, and powerful story. His personal story is quite quite amazing. He, I mean, uh, the book will, you know, we'll get some great ideas uh, from the book. But even just his story as a person, as his personal story is, is very uh, motivational, I think, and inspiring. It shows us, number one, that... You know, we've got to go for these dreams. We've got to do it. And you can see from his story. See, it's just very, it's a very common story, in fact, that most people, most of us, like we have these dreams in our life. And, and so many of us just avoid, 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 avoid. We, we avoid doing it. Because we have all these little fears. We have all these little worries. Uh, we have excuses. Maybe we're lazy. Maybe we're distracted. Maybe all of those. <laughs> and so we don't do it. And we keep delaying, you know, year after year. We still have it. It's in our mind somewhere. But we don't do it. 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 And then some people... The people who finally succeed, they usually have some kind of experience where they wake up. Something happens, right? That they're going year after year after year after year after year after year after year. Afraid or worried or distracted or lazy. And then something happens. Something happens to make them wake up. They finally just wake up and say, enough. I can't wait anymore. This is crazy. No more fear. No more worry. No more laziness. No more distraction. No more excuses. No more. I'm doing it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to try with all my heart, with all my energy. I'm just going to do it. And, and, you know, what causes that? What causes people to finally just do it? To wake up? Well, it's different, right? I don't know. Some people just seem to... I don't know what happens. Sometimes it's something happens in their life. Some, uh, sometimes it's something... Uh, well, sometimes it can be uh, a tragedy. Something bad happens in their life. They have a big failure. A big loss. And this kind of shocks them and makes them s- realize... Oh my God, uh, what am I doing? I'm wasting my life. 
sometimes it's uh, like like this story, Paulo Coelho's story. It, it, it wasn't a loss. It was kind of the opposite. It was some. It was a powerful spiritual experience. He went and he walked the Camino de Santiago, and this experience of walking every day and visiting the churches and praying and thinking and thinking about his life woke him up he woke up and he realized again what am I doing I'm wasting my life And some people, uh, some people, it's nothing big. It's hard to find. Like what? There, there's. It seems like nothing outside causes it. Some people, it's just like something inside happens. Something happens inside where they just suddenly, finally wake up and they just realize enough, enough of this fear, enough of waiting. I've, I've got. I, I don't want to waste my life. I've got to do this. I've got to at least try. And they just do it. They wake up and they try. Right, this experience of, of waking up is powerful. It's very powerful. So I love that because uh, we're going to see in the story uh, that 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 is a common idea that goes through the story. It's a common idea we find in many, 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 many stories. This idea of people, you know, kind of living in fear and worries and doubt confusion and then waking up suddenly waking up here's another nice quote from the Dhammapada you know I'm reading the Dhammapada so so many good little quotes in this book powerful quotes but here's a good one it's a little bit connected to the alchemist Paulo Coelho's story it's a good one to think about All the effort must be made by you. Buddhas only show the way. So the Dhammapada is a Buddhist book, so it talks about Buddhas. A Buddha is a awakened person, someone who is awake to the truth, to the full truth. So here it is again. Listen to the quote. All the effort must be made by you. Buddhas only show the way. Now, if you're not Buddhist, you can replace this Buddhas with other words. We can say, teachers only show the way. Prophets. Prophets like meaning like a religious prophet. Prophets only show the way. Gurus only show the way coaches only show the way all the effort must be made by you that's the key point is the first sentence so we we do have wise people good people uh, from history if we're lucky maybe in our own lives but they can only show the way they can't do it for us that's what this is saying right it's saying you have to do it you have to do it if you think of it as a journey like uh, a pilgrimage let's say the Camino de Santiago we'll use that as an example you want to do the Camino 
so someone can show the way to you. You know, so you could read a guidebook that would show you the way. It'd give you maps. Would tell you where to go. Tell you how to plan. Give you lots of great ideas, and help you and guide you. You could, if you wanted, you could even. Pay a guide. You could pay someone to go with you and show you the way. But the guide, the book, teachers, gurus, Buddhas, prophets—they can only show the way. You still have to walk. You still have to do it. Right? All the effort must be made by you. They won't carry you. They won't carry you. They won't do it for you. You still have to take every single step yourself. You have to take every step yourself. It's just like effortless English, right? I can uh, teach you. You can become a VIP member. You'll get lessons from me. About every two weeks, you get new lessons. I'll give you advice. I'll tell you how to use the lessons. You could get my pronunciation course. I'll train you to, you know, have great pronunciation. I'll do all of that, but all the effort must be made by you. You still have to do it. You have to listen every day. You have to follow the system every day. I can't do it for you. I can't do it for you. No one else can do it for you. You have to do it yourself. I can point the way. I can give advice. I can help, but you finally must do it. And this is life in general. You know, this quote is talking about free will. It's talking about self mastery. You know, the deeper meaning of this quote is that. Your mind is your kingdom. Your own mind is your kingdom. Your own life is your kingdom, and you are the master. Now that has、uh, that has a challenge, and it also it's also good news. The challenge means you can't give away. You can't give away responsibility. You can't blame everybody else. You can't wait for someone else to save you. You can't wait for someone else to rescue you. They can't, because your mind is your kingdom. Your life is your kingdom. Only you can do it. People can give you advice. People can point the direction, but you must do it. No one else can. Even if someone else wants to do it for you, they can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. Now, so some people think this is bad news because they're they're attached. They attach to weakness. They're afraid to be their own master. They're afraid to make their own decisions. They're afraid to take a risk. They want someone else to tell them what to do. They want someone else to do it for them. They want to be a victim. But it's impossible. It doesn't matter. If you 
just blindly follow someone else, that's still your choice. You're still making the decision yourself. There's no way to avoid responsibility for your own life. Now that I, for me, that's not bad news. I don't think that's bad news, it's, but it is a challenge. It's a challenge. It means every single person has this same challenge. To be the master of your own mind, the master of your own life. No one can live your life for you. No one can. No one else can rescue you. I mean, that sounds a little scary sometimes, but it's the truth. But if you think about it deep, deeply, more deeply, you'll realize this is also your power. What this is saying is that you have the power inside you. You are free. This is the source of your power. You have the power over your own mind. You have the power over your own life. You can't control what other people do. You can't control the world. That's true. You're not a god. You're a human. But you do have power. Great power. And that is the power over your own mind. You are the king of your own mind, the king of your own life. This is a big power. No one can take that from you. No one can take that from you. We, this, we get this teaching again and again and again from wise people all through history. No one can take away that power that you have over your own mind. They can put you in a, in, in a jail, they can lock you up, they can do all kinds of things, but you have the power over your own mind. You are the king of your own mind, you are the king of your own life. This is the source of your power. So if you try to avoid that, you become weak. If you try to blame other people, you become weak. If you want other people to do it for you, you become weak. If you let fear control you, you become weak. If you let worry and doubt control you, you become weak. And unhappy. But the opposite's also true. Paulo Coelho's story shows what happens when you do the opposite. When you wake up, when you realize this, when you make the effort, when you realize that you must make the effort, no one else will do it. No one else, no one else could make Paulo Coelho a writer, right? No one else could do it for him. He had to do it. He had to overcome the fear himself. He had to overcome his laziness, his fear, his doubts. Only he could do that. No one could do that for him. And of course, he had to sit down and write the books. No one else was going to write for him. To be a writer, he had to write. He could learn from other writers. He could study other writers. He could be inspired and motivated by other writers. But finally, he had to make all the effort himself. No one else would do it for him. He had to do it. And this is what he realized when he was walking the Camino. He woke up, he realized, 
it's me. Only I can do this. Only I can do this. It's my choice. I do it or I don't do it. No one else will ever do this for me. He says, he woke up. He realized, I can't blame my parents anymore. I can't blame my parents. It's because they are not responsible. I am. It's not my parents' life. It's my life. So he realized, I, I have to stop blaming. No more blaming. No more blaming other people. No more blaming my parents. I'm 40 years old. It's my choice. I have the power. I have to do it myself. Just like the Camino. He had to walk it. His parents couldn't do it for him. His friends couldn't do it for him. No one else could. He had to walk it himself. And so it is with you and me. I can't do it for you. No one else can do it for you. Whatever those dreams are for you, whatever the dreams you have for your life, for your family. No one else can do it. Only you. And the fears and the worries and the doubts you have, no one else can overcome them. You have to. No one else can overcome them for you. You can be inspired by others. You can be motivated by others. I hope to do that for you. I hope to help you with that. But finally, in the end, it's your choice. It's finally, in the end, your choice. It's just like me when I started my own business in Effortless English. I wanted to be free financially. I wanted to be free financially. And I finally decided... I've got to do it. Enough thinking about it, enough talking about it, enough worrying about it, enough complaining about it, uh, enough blaming others, all that stuff. Enough, enough, enough. I just decided I'm going to do something about it. The first thing I did was that I cut, 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 cut all of my expenses and lived in a car and lived in a van. And then the second thing I did was started a business. Right? No one could do that for me. I, l I read books. I learned. I did. I tried to learn and be inspired by others. I certainly was. But finally, I had to do it myself. It always comes back to us, t to our own minds, our own choices. Well, you need to hear this. You need to hear this. Because in our, li in our world now, in the media especially, a lot of messages in the media, a lot of messages uh, going to people about the opposite. You know, blame, blame, blame everybody else. Complain and blame everybody else. It makes you weak. That's what makes you weak, weak, weak to blame others. then you never take action because you blame them. Oh, I, I can't do it because of them. That makes you weak. You're a weakling. You're a victim. And lots and lots of people like to focus on that because it's easy. Right? It's easy. You don't have to fight the fight inside yourself. You just say, oh, it's I can't do it because my parents were mean. My parents were bad. My parents didn't support me. It's their fault. Blame, blame, blame. 
or it's you know it's because I'm you know some race some a uh, minority or because I'm a woman or because I'm short I don't know right everybody has an excuse blame 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 and then you, of course you're weak then it's because of the government it's because of the bad economy even the schools even the schools we know they're evil we just did a studied a whole book about why and how the schools are evil and terrible but we can't just blame them and then do nothing because that just makes us weak then they win then they win so yes it's true the schools were evil yes it's true the schools put a lot of fear into you a lot of worries in you but it's your job to overcome that you have to overcome the doubts you have to overcome the worry you have to overcome the fear you have to unlearn unlearn what you learned in school you have to see the truth and take action Yes, it's true. We all suffered in school. We all learned a lot of lies. We all have to deal with that. But it's our responsibility. No one else will do it for us. John Taylor Gatto did a good job of showing us the way. But we have to do it. So just blaming, blaming, endlessly blaming that's a victim mindset so that's not the purpose of the purpose of seeing the truth is to understand and then take action right it's the next step that's why I chose the alchemist by the way that's why I chose this book because I feel that with John Taylor Gatto and with Rich Dad Poor Dad also and with Animal Farm we got a very good deep understanding a red pill of the truth we see all the lies we see the ugly truths with animal farm we see the techniques of propaganda we saw the techniques of propaganda and lies especially used in the media government in the media with rich dad poor dad we saw the truths about money and also how to overcome them and then with dumbing us down we saw the truths about education and schooling and also how to overcome so we, we're now if you did all three books with me you are red pilled okay you have a very clear understanding of the truth but now we must move forward we can't just get stuck on being upset about the ugly truth we can't just be stuck and complain endlessly we've got to take the next step which is to wake up and take action in a positive way do what's right follow our dreams create the life we want this is one of the dangers of becoming red-pilled that some people get stuck in the first step some people never move past step one step one makes you angry of course it does step one makes you upset when you see the truth you realize all those lies of course you get angry and upset I do you do we all do but we have to be careful because we can't get stuck there if we don't move forward after that well then we just become weak 
we're just angry and upset all the time, but we're victims. We feel like victims. Oh, I'm a victim of school. I'm a victim of my parents. I'm a victim of the media. That makes us weak. That makes us easy to control still. So I chose the alchemist because the alchemist talks about the next step, which is to search for, to pursue, to get, to create the life we want. This is the next step. After you wake up, you act. Just like Neo in the Matrix, right? After Neo woke up, he was shocked. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible truth. Painful, ugly, horrible. But he didn't just cry and cry and cry every day and blame everybody and say, this is terrible. Oh, they lied to us. Oh, he didn't focus on that. No, he, he took the next step. The next step, what did he do? He started to train his mind, control his mind, discipline his mind. And then he started to fight for what he wanted, what was good. He started to fight for truth, for goodness. He didn't stop. The red pill is only the first step. Now, actually, in the movie, one of the bad guys, one of the bad guys uh, is on, is with Neo, right? He's with Neo's team. But he betrays them. And that bad guy, I can't remember his name. Um, Cypher, maybe? I can't remember. Anyway, the bad guy uh, who betrays them, he, he's stuck as a victim. He wakes up also. But he's just, he, he just complains and complains and complains. He just keeps focusing on how terrible everything is. He can't move forward. He won't go to the next step. He's just unhappy, unhappy, unhappy. And then he finally betrays everybody. Because he just wants to forget. He wants to forget the truth. Because he's so unhappy about it. He's weak. But Neo and Morpheus are different. So we'll do the alchemist. We can think of life as a journey. I mean, the alchemist, the book we're going to do, the alchemist describes the journey of Santiago. Santiago looking for his treasure. And in many ways, life is a journey. It's an internal journey or a spiritual journey. Right? A spiritual journey, a spiritual search. An internal search. Even if you stay in one town your whole life, internally, <laughs> hopefully, you're learning and growing and it's a journey, an internal journey. And our job in life, one of our, one of our, perhaps, our most important purpose in life is to keep going to keep going to keep learning to continue learning to continue moving forward growing wiser spiritually until the end we can think of the Camino as a, a metaphor right you keep walking until you reach the end and during the journey with each step 
You're trying to learn. You're trying to grow. You're trying to understand more. This is what makes a pilgrimage different than just a trip. A trip, you're just traveling around having fun. But a pilgrimage, the idea of a pilgrimage is that there is an external journey, right? You're traveling to a place, but at the same time, there's an internal spiritual journey also. And that's the most important journey. So when you're walking the Camino, what makes it special? It's not the walk. Okay, you can just go for a hike anytime you want, anywhere. That's just hiking. That's just walking. That's just exercise. But the idea of a pilgrimage is that it's an internal journey at the same time. A deep internal journey. That each step you're taking on the path... You're growing wiser. You're going deeper, deeper, deeper inside of your own mind, of your own heart. That the external journey, the walk, is, is just is a symbol, a metaphor for the more important spiritual journey. That's why it's a pilgrimage, not just a hiking trip. And this is true in, in, in all different pilgrimages you find around the world with different religions. Okay, it's, you're not just, it's not tourism. You're not just going, oh, look, look at the temple. Oh, look at that. That's nice. Okay, that's tourism. No, it's a journey. That's the reason you walk the Camino, for example. I mean, if it was just a trip, people would just fly st- directly to the town of Santiago, right? Or take a train there. And that's convenient. If you just want to go look at the church, you could just fly there directly, look at the church in one weekend, and then leave. So why do people walk? Why do people start in France and walk for a whole month? Or some people walk longer. It's not for physical exercise. It's something deeper. And we can think of our whole life this way, from when we're born to when we die. That every day is a step on the path, this internal path, this spiritual path. And each day we're meant to get closer to truth and wisdom and understanding. And we should think of our lives as a spiritual journey in this way. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, so, enjoy the book. Finish Dumbing Us Down, I recommend. Read that book, finish that book. You have a couple weeks, you have at least two more weeks until we start The Alchemist. So you can finish Dumbing Us Down, read that book, do your best. And then we will start this next book, which is really a fantastic book also. Until then... Have a great day, and as always, join my VIP program. Join my VIP program. Speak English confidently and fluently, effortlessly. Think in English. Train English with me. Join my VIP program today, today, today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. 
go to effortlessenglishclub.com.